It is Wednesday, May 12th. I'm not really sure where May has gone. Most of it is, I don't know, just keeps happening. Next thing you know, May will be over and it'll be my birthday month. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> Today, we've got like five or six real fun DC stories. We'd love for you to join us in today. I'm Tommy McFly. I'm Kelly Collis. And we've got some breaking news about gas. There is gasoline. Where you can get gasoline. There's not a shortage, but everyone's freaking out. <laughs> yes. Um, also, super psyched that the Caps have gone are going to the playoffs, and we have an announcement about what it looks like when you go to the stadium. Thanks to Mayor Bowser, more people can go. And um, there's a missing tiger. Don't worry, we have Carol Baskin is here to shame us. Yeah, in case you're thinking about getting a tiger for a pet, bad kitty. No, don't do that. <laughs> also, uh, Meghan Markle signed up with one of her past enemies. A restaurant in D.C. is closing due to cicada season, and... I have a new favorite children's show that I'm not even sorry about, and I want to share it with you this morning. Live from DC. Broadcasting around the Beltway and beyond, it's Tommy and Kelly made in DC on the Real Fun DC channel and on demand anytime, anywhere you get your podcast. All right, Cal, let's do this. I also want to say hey to everyone leaving comments and getting involved watching the show live. It's also put up as a podcast. Just search Tommy and Kelly anywhere you get your podcast in case you miss one of our live shows. And let's talk about gas because isn't that always a favorite topic? Yes. And I guess, um, well, well, Tommy, I'll, I'll let the floor be yours because you really wanted to talk about it this morning. Yeah, Alexandria. You've got gas. All right, Alexandria, it's going to be fine. So yesterday I went to dinner um, with my friend Susanna and Heather, and I'm driving home around like 9.30, 9.45, and I make a right on King Street, and all of the gas stations had like lines into the street. I thought they were giving away free Twinkies or something. I don't know what was happening, and then I realized like, oh, right, people are panicking over the, the pipeline situation, which is nothing to laugh about. It is not funny, but I just want to reiterate um, that Energy Secretary Granholm says it's going to be fine. It's not that we have a gasoline shortage. It's that we have this supply crunch and that things will be back to normal soon and that we're asking people not to hoard and know that every, we are all over this. Yes. Don't hoard people. Everyone needs to calm down. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, yeah. So we are going to be fine. Apparently the pipeline uh, was hacked. They have figured out to um, run efficiently. They should be up and running and everything should be caught up by the end of today. I'm nervous that it's the same folks who now have 78 cases of toilet paper in their attic that are the ones who are filling up the gas. And I saw like a photo online of people like filling up gas cans for the back of their truck. Um, maybe don't do that. <laughs> maybe just let's, let's not do that. Yes, everyone needs to calm down. Have enough gas to get like your kid to the hospital or like whatever you need. But like, way to go dark, crazy. Tommy. <laughs> I'm just saying, well, listen, my dad's a cop. I'm always prepared for that kind of stuff. Like, you never should be below half a tank, but I don't think you need to have like 78 containers of gas sloshing around in the back of your Prius. I'm just saying, is all. Well, if you have a Prius, you don't, that's, you don't need to worry really about that. <laughs> People get weird when things get scarce. <laughs> I know, but isn't it an electric car? <laughs> yes, but there may be industrial um, entrepreneurs who want to end up okay. selling some of that stuff. Okay. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Okay. All right. Well, let's talk about some good news. The Stanley Cups are starting the playoffs. Well, and of course, the Caps are in it on Saturday night. It will be on NBC. Um, super excited. They're going to be playing the Bruins. Also, on the heels of the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs beginning, 
Mayor Bowser uh, announced that 25% um, stadium capacity for the Caps fans on Saturday night. Super, super exciting. Love uh, it. Just a great way to start off uh, the Stanley Cup season. And um, of course, I must mention, because it all comes back to the Nats eventually, the Nats have gotten 36% approval for their game starting on Saturday, which is about 14,000 people. That's and awesome. It's going to sound like a game. It, it is. And then on June 11th is the magical date here in D.C. that everything's going to be at full capacity. Love to see it. Yes, it's going to be awesome. And of course, it's great to hear about the restaurants also being able to be at 100% capacity um, starting uh, in about a week. So super, super, it's awesome. super, it just it feels great. So well done, everybody, from getting your vaccinations to doing all the things you needed to do to stay safe. Yeah. Also, Kelly, I saw on your Instagram story that um, you might have helped out some baseball fans enjoy a baseball experience without using proper nouns and names. Yes, uh, they enjoyed the game last night. Very cool. Very cool. Um, Because we have access to baseball fun. And sometimes we like to share the baseball fun with other people, even though we're not allowed to technically give baseball fun to people. (laughs) Baseball fun is something everyone should enjoy. And if you have access to baseball fun, just follow Kelly on Instagram at City Shop Girl. And sometimes she just like some baseball fun falls out of her purse. I know. It's amazing. Was it 705 baseball fun or was it 405 baseball fun? 7.05 7.05 last uh, night, but uh, the, the Nats fell to Philadelphia. Bryce Harper had a pretty good game there. Oh. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Hey, if you're thinking about maybe getting a Tiger, uh, don't do that. And uh, Carol Baskin of Tiger King fame is here to shame you if you thought about getting a Tiger. So there's this Tiger that's on the loose in Houston. And I know we don't really talk about things that are Texas that much, but I'll make it D.C. because Carol Baskin has been to Capitol Hill to lobby for Congress. So there you go. I made it D.C. And um, this tiger is still on the loose. Guy had a tiger. It jumped the fence. People in the Houston neighborhood were like, hey, there's a tiger. And then the authorities came and then he put the tiger in an SUV and like took off with the tiger. They got him, didn't get the tiger. So now the tiger's prowling is basically what's going on. I, it's such a bizarre story. I don't understand how a tiger is just like walking through the streets of Houston. I just I don't understand. Like in this day and age with like Instagram and everyone posting, like no one is bothered this tiger. It's going to be like the new like Yeti or Bigfoot. I mean, how, how the heck has this tiger gotten away? That's a really good point that someone wouldn't have seen the tiger and been like, oh, well, let's post a little tiger pic. Uh, yeah, Jonathan, or Nest cameras or I love something. our people. I love our people in the comments. Is the tiger's name Tony? We're not sure. if the No, it's I, I know the name of the tiger. The tiger's name is actually India because the person associated with the tiger said that the name of the tiger was India. So, oh. yeah. So there's uh, there's that. The tiger also answers to here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Oh, yeah, I would. <laughs> I, don't do that, children. Don't that do that. That was a joke. And speaking <laughs> of, Carol Baskin went on CNN to um, to shame those who might want to get a tiger. Tigers are hardwired to roam hundreds of square miles. So there's no cage that's going to be sufficient for them. And the only reason that people have tigers as pets is to try and show off to others that they are more powerful than the most powerful creature on the planet. That already tells you that the kind of people who own tigers are really dangerous, reckless people. She might as well have said the people who own tigers are the same men who buy Hummers. I don't know about that, but look about uh, Mike Tyson in in, um, uh, Not Wedding Crashers in the movie in Las Vegas. Had the hangover, right? He owns a tiger that they Mm -hmm. steal. Like, you don't mess around with a tiger. No, you don't. Big, small cat energy if you own a tiger is what I think (laughs) Carol Baskin is saying.
<laughs> well, I'm glad she uh, is getting her another 15 minutes of fame here with this missing tiger. Also, we are concerned about Meghan Markle and Prince Harry and their ability to make income now that they're not royals anymore. But Meghan Markle signed up with one of her past enemies. Yeah, this is a really interesting story, and I'm. It is literally a word salad. So up on their website, Archwell, um, the Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's foundation has signed a multi-year global partnership with Procter and Gamble. They're going to focus on gender equality, more inclusive online spaces, and impact through sport. And then it goes on and on to say the word uh, equality multiple times. I don't understand how all this is going to work, but you know, Procter and Gamble has a lot of money and they were very uh, integral and part of the um, the vaccination celebrity thing that they did last weekend. So maybe it's coming from there. But we must remember that Meghan Markle got her first start to fame by attacking, attacking Proc- Procter & Gamble when she was just a child. On Nickelodeon News. And as an elder millennial, Nickelodeon News just makes my heart sing. <laughs> Women are fighting greasy pots and pans. And I said, wait a minute, how could somebody say that? I think I'll write a letter. So she was not happy about Ivory Soap saying women are the ones doing all the dishwashing. And then she writes the letter. Dear sir, last week at my school, we decided to watch the news for social studies. While going through the channels, we saw a commercial for the new Ivory Clear Dishwashing Liquid. In the commercial, they said women are battling grease, meaning only women do dishes. Mm-mm-mm, Procter and Gamble. I know, I know, and now she's in a partnership with them. So I don't, I don't know what all this means, but um, way to go! Congratulations on the new gig, uh, Harry and Meghan. I know this. You just add this to your empire. Well, I wonder if the president that was there back then is still like uh, involved in some way, or if there's people who remember that day because Meghan Markle, as a kid, got her way. So I was wondering if you would be able to change your commercial to people all over America. Thank you, Meghan Markle. Three months after Meghan wrote to the president of the company, Procter & Gamble changed the commercial. I, I mean, <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think that they should just hire more 11-year-olds to audit their, their commercials rather than spending all this money on Meghan and Harry. <laughs> you know what? Talk about like some very harsh critics. <laughs> 11-year-olds know what's up, and they will say what's on their mind. For sure. Um. People weren't really sure what to expect last Saturday night. Ladies and gentlemen, Elon Musk. When the, I don't even know what to call him, a, a cryptocurrency man, tech billionaire, future astronaut, space explorer, electric car guy. What do you even call a potential super, super villain in the future? I don't know. What do you call Elon Musk? A, a businessman. Okay. How about that? Right. There you go. Yeah, so his uh, he, obviously he hosted SNL last week, and we're learning now that the ratings, uh, he was number three of all time of Saturday Night Live. And he's just behind Dave Chappelle. Of course, that was just an amazing performance. And Chris Rock. I mean, that's incredible. Wait, of all time ever or this season? Yes. The, no, making the season's third most watched episode. Okay, so this season. But still, that's that's insane. Seven point three million viewers. Yes, that's, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. So, I, and you figure too, like I watch SNL on like Sunday morning on YouTube, so you feel like people there's going to be more people who watched it later on. 
I think I think he did an incredible job. I he wore many characters. He seemed to make fun of himself. He announced that he had Aspergers. I mean, it, first Asperger host um as far as, you know, publicly that has said that. I mean, I it was pretty interesting. I think all eyes were on him and what he was going to do. So I think he did a good job as like a businessman signing up to like host it. I don't I personally was like there's probably better funnier people who could do it. Like, why isn't Pink hosting? I'm just saying is all. <laughs> she could just host and be the musical all. guest. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying is all. Um, but I think a lot of people, like, I think you had, like, half people who, like, love watched it and, like, half people who, like, hate watched it. But either way, SNL's like, ha-ha, gotcha. And I, I did love how he did a great job in the skits that he was in, but also they, like, made fun of him, too. So I feel like not, like, not to be, like, they're, like, <laughs> balanced in their coverage, but I do feel like they, they did a good job of, of, I think both factions of people who watched it, I think got something out of it for sure. Way to go SNL. You know, they're going to make it someday. <laughs> Speaking of not making it or also just using this um, cicada moment as an appropriate thing. Uh, a restaurant in DC is closing down due to cicada season. So this restaurant just got a Michelin star, um, Little Pearl, and it's on Capitol Hill. And Washingtonian reports that because Brudex is coming and they have like 80% outdoor seating, they're going to take like four weeks and close it down while the cicadas um, are roaming about. I don't I don't understand the story with restaurants like struggling to, to make ends meet. Why would you? It's, it's not going to be that bad. <laughs> <laughs> right, but they're also like comma using it for mostly because of the cicadas. Now the restaurant told Washingtonian that they also have to like they have like a ref like a refresh of the of the restaurant coming. Mm. They had to do some remodeling. There was some like repairs that had to happen to the restaurant, and also with COVID, like they're a they're a Michelin starred like casually restaurant fine dining word salad place that has a tasting menu, and so they had to shift a lot of things with pandemic for carryout and everything. So now they're going to take that time to like restructure their kitchen and their dining room and like do some fixes that they've been meaning to do. But like way to way to like capitalize and like, you know, call it cicada closure. And then everyone's like, Oh no, restaurants are closing because of cicadas. They're not. It's just good marketing. (laughs) Yes. Very good marketing. So I'm the cicada. Don't let the cicadas stop your life. Yeah. Way to go. Aaron Silverman from the, from little Pearl. Nice job. I'm excited about the cicada thing over um, um, just all over. Right. You've got like the cicada bingo happening in Fairfax. You've got all these people getting excited about cicadas until it's here. (laughs) Right. I wasn't here 17 years ago, but Kelly, you were. So I feel like I still haven't really I've only seen a couple cicadas in our neighborhood and they're moving very slow. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, you know, they're like here and there, but we don't have the chirping yet. We'll see. I I just think it's still so cold for them to come out, but they're saying that they're not really going to show up around Nats Park. Um, I read bringing back to the Nationals uh, because there's been so much construction there, like everything's been dug up. So if you're planning on going to a Nats game, there will be few cicadas there. So theoretically, like places that have been developed over the last 17 years, think like downtown and think like Tyson's Corner, Bethesda, probably not going to have a lot of cicadas running around over there. But if you go out to Mount Vernon. Giddy up. Yeah. They haven't touched yes. that place in like 200 years. Yeah, there'll, there'll be lots of cicadas. <laughs> um, I want to just flag for you my absolute new favorite children's show. And just let me land on this. So uh, later on today, on Wednesday, I'm hosting a um, summit for the Partnership for a Healthier America. Hey, everyone. 
Please join me, Waffles and Mochi, and a whole bunch of other friends and characters at this year's Summit for the Partnership for a Healthier America. I'm pretty sure Michelle Obama just called me a character, and I'm totally fine with this. <laughs> but um, the Partnership for a Healthier America is helping, obviously, kids in underserved areas, kids across the country learn about um, healthier meals. And then they're even working with like cities like Cleveland and Atlanta to get kids in underserved areas meal kits that have healthy foods in them but waffles and mochi the netflix show um which michelle obama is producing and part of waffles and mochi are going to be on the show today so i get to host a show with some puppets so that's going to be great um and i spent some time kelly and i sat down and i watched waffles and mochi and i'm i'm obsessed oh thank you thank you oh thank you they're just so cute so the backstory is they um waffles and mochi are um, creatures from the frozen food section. Like so, they 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 grew up in a in a freezer, and they've always wanted to be chefs. But all they had to make in the freezer was ice, because <laughs> it's a freezer. And then one day they got in like the the delivery truck, and they got taken to Mrs. Obama's supermarket. And then they're learning about all the different foods. But the show is just so damn cute. I can't even tell you. Like I, as a thirty four year old adult, laughed out loud at some of the waffles and mochi jokes. So I just want to put it on your radar. If you're looking for something to watch that is like an escape from the universe, um, it's really it's a really great show. And I'm so excited to work with Waffles and Mochi today. And and way to go for the, for the uh, Mochi lobbying group to like put Mochi on the map. There you go. Right. Like, I mean, Kale had its moment and now Mochi's having its moment. It was and in the first episode. If you watch it on Netflix, uh, Jose Andres is in there. Waffles and Mochi take their magic cart and they fly to Washington and he teaches them how to make gazpacho. <laughs> that's good i guess no one's gonna be making chicken and waffles probably not no probably not <laughs> chicken and waffles probably no um no mochi on the plate oh and they also went to um the uh mazzeria the deaf-owned um pizza place the one in san francisco but we had one that opened up on 8th street by gallaudet and they learned about sign language they learned about tomatoes it was just so stinking cute i can't even tell you i, I just I don't know, maybe it was like I had a really long week and I was feeling very juvenile, but my goodness, it was awesome to watch. More proof that you are a man-child, Tommy. <laughs> I am who I am, Kelly. <laughs> don't forget, if you want to catch any of our past episodes on the Real Fun DC app, you can search them there. Our other shows as well, like Industry Night with Nikki Nellis, Family Face-Off, Yes, Another Podcast, Neeks at Night, or this hee-haw that we do. It's anywhere you get your podcast. Just search Tommy and Kelly anywhere you get your podcast if you want to get more of this. Can't imagine why you wouldn't. <laughs> could also visit realfundc.com. Whether through your earbuds, on your smart speaker, or in your social feed, thanks for listening to Real Fun DC.